Greetings, you beautiful plant-based stars. It's Pele Mocha here, plant-based astrology. And today, we're getting into it and we're talking about our personalities and we're talking about who we are and how we navigate relationships and physical relationship, both with physical matter and with other beings. So you're a soul and... In order to grow and develop, you incarnate into a body, and part of the growth and development process involves interfacing with other beings and an environment. So, it is helpful to have certain processes on your operating system in order to identify, in order to interface, interact, and to be physical when you're a soul it's all nice because it's all just frequency and vibration but once you're in physical matter it's actual words it's actual behavior it's actual patterns okay so we're going to talk about myers-briggs a little bit we're going to talk about jungian psychology a little bit and we're going to correlate it with these other systems that are more metaphysical so we have MBTI, which is a system that was designed by Myers and Briggs to universalize Jungian typology. Okay. In Jungian typology, we have eight cognitive functions that organize how the human perceives information and makes decisions. The cognitive functions detail the different processes for how the human personality perceives information and how the human body makes decisions. Remember, human design is all about making decisions. It's all about making decisions. It's not about who you are, necessarily. <laughs> okay. Now, the eight cognitive functions are we have the perceiving functions that are sensing and intuition. And they exist in the attitude of introversion or extroversion. So we have introverted sensing, extroverted sensing, introverted intuition, extroverted intuition. Next, we have the judging functions. And they are thinking and feeling. Again, the same attitudes. So extroverted thinking, introverted thinking. Extroverted feeling, introverted feeling. All right, so your four-letter MBTI type, if you're an ISTP, it correlates with a certain function stack of your cognitive functions. Now, I could go into detail and explain them, and I might do that, but here's the important aspect. You can find that information elsewhere. Here's the important aspect. It's natural to have multiple types in different situations or seasons of your life. 
personally, I found that the personality type that I had through high school was a trauma response to the people that were around me. So now I've discovered I'm naturally an INFP. Although in high school, I functioned largely as an ENTP. As a way of coping with my environment, as a way of coping with being in school, as a way of coping with my family environment. Okay, I've gone through seasons of being different types. We all do. We're not static. Okay, so this is something that happens when people get partially into astrology or partially into human design and they think, or gene keys, and they think, they think, I'm a, like, my Mars is in Gemini, but I'm not like these descriptions. Or even worse, when people just go based off of the sun sign and they're like, I'm not like that. And it's like, yeah, of course you're not like your sun sign when you are a, let's say, let's say you're a Pisces sun, but then you have Leo rising, you have Scorpio moon, right? It's like, yeah, you're not going to necessarily be super Piscean all the time. All right, so again, it's all about perspectives. It's all about you we we're meta leveling. Meta leveling left. Meta leveling consistently. That's how we gain perspective. Every time you meta level, you gain perspective. This is the transcendence. Okay, so I will now briefly describe the cognitive functions and talk a little bit about young. Okay. Introverted sensing, introverted sensor dominant personality types make up approximately 60% of the population. This is the most common way of perceiving. Introverted sensing. Introverted sensing has to do with how one feels internally, sensationally, about what they're experiencing. It has to do with how comfortable is the couch? How, how do you feel sitting in the couch? Oftentimes, people with this function may have one bad experience at a certain place and then never return because they associate that place with that negative experience sensation that they had. Okay, extroverted sensing, by contrast, has to do more with objective perception of sensation. So... Again, if you want to find out more about this, do more research. I'm just kind of circumambulating it and throwing some stuff out here to get your to get your juices flowing. Extroverted sensing is more clairvoyant and visual, whereas introverted sensing is more clairsentient and sensual. Okay, extroverted sensors tend to be more visual-oriented, an extroverted sensor may choose a fashion piece that looks good, that may be uncomfortable. 
over a piece that's more comfortable but is not as visually appealing. The opposite is true for introverted sensors. An introverted sensor is likely to choose a more comfortable piece of clothing over the one that's more visually appealing. Okay. Extroverted intuition has to do with divergent thought. Divergent thought. Both intuition functions are perceiving the abstract world, where the sensing functions are perceiving the physical world. Extroverted intuition has to do with generating ideas. Seeing the abstract world, creating connections, creating syn synapses, saying, oh, this could be this, could be this, could be this, or this, or this, and this could combine with this and form a whole new thing. These are your neurodivergent types. <laughs> okay. Introverted intuition is convergent. Focusing the perception of the abstract world into a single underlying theme. These are the deductive reasoning types. Eliminating. It's like, it's not this. It's not this. So it must be this. This is the only thing that's left. This is my one singular notion. Okay, moving on to the judging types. Or the judging functions, excuse me. The judging functions. We'll start with thinking, extroverted thinking. Extroverted thinking has to do with action in the physical world. It has to do with what is externally practical. How do I move this box up the stairs? Is extroverted thinking. Okay, introverted thinking has to do with subjective logic. So introverted thinking has to do with, theoretically, if I were to move a box up the stairs, what kind of contraption could be built that would do it in the most logical fashion? Right? Would I use a spring? Would I use a pulley system? And building this machine in your mind, whereas the extroverted thinking person already carried the box up the stairs. They already got it up there. Because they, they think extroverted. They're, they're thinking by doing. Introverted thinking is thinking by pondering, reflecting. The feeling functions. Again, the judging functions are how decisions are made. So, the feeling functions... Extroverted feeling has to do with external harmony, maintaining external harmony. It has to do with, okay, how, how is this affecting the emotional atmosphere? How is this going to affect the people around me? How is this going to affect the vibe? These are the vibe keepers. They're the ones that are going to ask everyone how they're doing to make sure that everyone's doing okay. They're the ones that are going to do things that maybe they don't necessarily wholeheartedly agree with because they think it's best for the group. All right, introverted feeling has more to do with subjective morals, internal morals, internally driven. Introverted feeling people decide based on how they feel internally about said decision and the consequences thereof. An introverted feeling person has to be ethically and morally aligned with all their behavior all the time. And this may result in 
some tension with a world that is constantly demanding that we sacrifice our values. Okay, so those are the four types. Each person has four dominant types, or four, <laughs> four dominant functions, excuse me, four dominant cognitive functions. You have four shadow functions that are the other four, and they are correlated in a certain pattern. I could try and explain this to you auditorily, but it would be easier for you to just look at each type and look at the functions and then look at the pattern of how the, num how the letters of the type correlate with the function stack. Okay. So, like I, the example before, an ISTP, an introverted perceiver, I believe they have introverted, yeah, so they have introverted thinking first, and then they have extroverted sensing second. Whereas, like, an ENFJ has extroverted feeling first, and then introverted intuition second. I, I'm not going to explain. It's really something you have to go deep and, and figure out for yourself to, to comprehend it. You have, to, you have to look at it. You have to look at the types. Okay. So how did Jung arrive at these cognitive functions? And why? Now I'm going to speculate that this was largely an attempt to westernize astrology. <laughs> so not many people know this, but Carl Jung was running clients' charts when he was doing therapy for people. He was popularizing this idea of the collective subconscious or the collective unconscious. This space where all of us exist outside of the physical world. And dreams are the primary portal for accessing this space. So, when doing therapy on someone who doesn't believe in astrology, it's about finding ways, themes, motifs, symbols, concepts, and ways of describing life that are digestible by the conscious of the human that you're speaking with. So I presume, or I guess, or suppose that this is the way that cognitive functions came on the scene. If you can't tell someone that they have mercury in cancer, so they're going to be Cons they're going to want to talk about the well-being of others, right? Maybe, they, maybe they're an extroverted feeling type of person, and their decisions and their language and the way they choose to communicate has to do with maintaining external harmony. It's more algorithmic as opposed to naturally cyclical. All right, and so much about this podcast is about transcending the duality between the synthetic and the natural and hybridizing them into the best practice or optimal user experience of the human avatar being on the physical earth plane embodying the highest destiny timeline for the greatest good of all wonderful world beings. 
thank you, and so it is Ashe. Ashe. Okay, so when we're looking at our human design, we're looking at our gene keys and all of this, don't get lost. <laughs> don't get lost in thinking that something doesn't resonate with you, and so that means that the system's wrong or something's wrong with you or anything like that. It's a system. It's a tool to be used, right? When it resonates with you, it resonates with you. When it doesn't, it doesn't. There are different layers of initiation. Some people, for human design, all they need to do is know their aura type and their number profile. So knowing if they're a manifester, generator, reflector, projector, knowing their number profile, and that's it. And going more in-depth is just going to be a waste of time for, for certain people. Some people, for astrology, they only need to know their sun, moon, and rising sign. But then again, it's like it goes layers deep. And so as someone who has gone layers deep within myself, I'm here to show you, hey, it's, it's just a mirror. It's just a mirror. It's a mirror that shows you different aspects of yourself. If you're having a lot of resistance to a certain type of one of these systems, that's probably where you need to focus, if we're being honest. If you're like, oh, that's not me, that's not me. It's like, well, if it wasn't you, then why do you care so much about it not being you? You know? So... As we explore ourselves, as we explore knowing ourselves naturally, there are different schools and methodologies. These work together to support our own forming of our own self, which happens merely by letting go of everything and just simply being. But it takes going through the process of trying to define yourself to relieve yourself of definition. You gotta go through it to get to it. You gotta learn it to transcend it. It's a process. Step by 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 step. Remember, like the master teacher taught us, there's a beginning stage of not knowing who you are, and there's an end stage of not knowing who you are. At the beginning stage, you don't know who you are because you haven't thought about it. And then you start to think about it, and you're like, who am I? What do I want? And then you start to come up with things, but then you're like, is that really who I am? Is that really what I want? And then we reach a state of desirelessness. This is the presence. And maintaining the breath and the gentle awareness in this space. Trusting our emotional navigation system. Even that is an abstraction. It's, it's simply just not being in the way. Just get completely out of the way. But to get out the way, you got to get in the way. So you know what it feels like to be in the way. 
All right, thanks so much for tuning in. This has been Plant-Based Astrology with Pele Mocha. If you would like to donate, donations are appreciated on Venmo at Plant-Based Astrology. Thank you for tuning to this frequency, and I look forward to hearing you on the next episode. Au revoir!